You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and anything to do with the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and for the longest time, I was actually wondering why on earth would a critic heavily criticize films made by DC Universe, but not so much when it comes to Marvel Universe. Could it be that Marvel wants to stifle competition and wants to be the only player in town? I don't know. Could it also be that Marvel is paying off critics to heavily criticize DC Universe for making movies that are dark? Or could it be that people are simply not getting it? They're not getting the fact that, yes, DC is a little bit darker than Marvel. Some people would prefer the dark taste of DC. Some would prefer the bright, happy taste of Marvel. Now, if you were to ask me, I don't mind either. If it's a great movie made by either, I will go watch it. I have watched quite a few DC Universe made movies and also I've watched Marvel ones. And you know what? My opinion is that they both have their strengths and weaknesses. And because of this, they both offer unique perspective. For some reason, I'm a DC Universe kind of guy. You know, Superman, Flash, Green Arrow, that sort of thing. However... I do like a few of Marvel characters and I wish that either of these conglomerates would step up and introduce an LGBTQ character. A gay character is what I'm referring to. Now, it was written in the comics in Marvel Universe but Wakan a superhero a gay superhero but nobody in the mainstream Marvel Universe wants to pick it up because all they want to do is focus on the heterosexual side of things 
Is it good or is it bad? Personally, if Wakan has an interesting story to tell, I would back it up and I would encourage filmmakers in the Marvel Universe to consider having Wakan on the big screen. Unfortunately, they're not doing it. They're not getting it because all they're concentrated on is every single character needs to be heterosexual. I mean, but why? Even gay characters can be interesting. You just have to find the story. Now, when it comes to either of these universes, DC or Marvel, I can conveniently point out one thing. DC does dark better, dark storylines better. Marvel does the opposite, and it does that better. And that is bright and happy, happy type stories, even though there's drama, even though there's, you know, sarcasm, jokes every now and then, and insults, playful insults, I should say. So that's something that each single one of these universes, DC and Marvel, needs to consider. And once done, what I am going to propose, stay with me, guys, is not only a crossover, which I believe is in the works, but also, I would recommend that the DC guys expand on not the heroes, but also something above. Now, I did watch another movie the other day on Disney Plus called Eternals. It was kind of a copy, I should say. It's kind of a Justice League-y type movie where one superhero, for example, for example, the leader of the Eternals goes rogue on his own way, believes something else, finds out something else, believes in it, but doesn't really fit well with the team. I mean, it could go like that, but in the comics, we did have a darker Superman, an evil Superman, do this, but I don't think mainstream DC Universe type movies are into that. 
which is why I'm going to recommend a plot twist. Instead of the regular one, I will recommend a plot twist. Now, I know if you're going to take a risk, there's going to be a huge expense, and I know the industry likes to play it safe, but let's face it, folks, you don't get anywhere by playing it safe. So, what I'm trying to do here is suggest that each universe, both DC and Marvel, have their own unique taste to offer. Some may like it, some may not, but they have their own taste. Criticizing one taste because you dislike it does not give you the right to stifle the freedom of those who are interested in that flavor or that taste, who who like that taste, who love that taste. So, with that being said, is it really a good idea for, you know, heroes or the public even turn against the heroes or the heroes turn against themselves? And that will be the discussion. The second part of the discussion coming right up after the break. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I was actually making a comparison between DC Universe and Marvel Universe and what they bring to the table. I also argued that just because some people hate one flavor or one taste does not mean they have the right to shit on it and they have the right to make those who like that taste to when I mean taste I mean the universe to 
mark them and to, you know, to belittle them or to get ask them to stay away or demand that they stay away from that universe. So, what today is all about is what happens when superheroes turn on each other and what happens when the public turn on the superheroes because of something. Now, it is not a far-fetched idea because it has happened, especially when it comes to people turning against superheroes in the last season of Smallville, where it took one host, one podcast host, one radio host, Gordon Godfrey, to plant the idea that superheroes, a.k.a. vigilantes, were a menace. And this led to the government passing the VRA. You don't know what that is. It's the Vigilante Registration Act. Now, in Smallville, that worked out pretty great in terms of conflict for the superheroes and their moral and ethical, ethical dilemma because they, had, they were forced to protect themselves and they were forced to hide and what happened in the end is something came out. There were quite a few among the people that supported them. Now, during the whole ordeal, the government was targeting those who empathized with these vigilantes call them the vigilante sympathizers. Now, what would happen if the superheroes turned against each other? What would happen to the public then? I'm pretty sure extremely bad. It's not going to be good. However, when people do this, it's pretty difficult for the superheroes to do their job, which is to protect these guys, the public. Now, all it took in Smallville, all it took was one guy who planted the idea that these vigilantes were a menace and it got repeated, and people got hooked, and more and more people, you know, turned against the vigilantes. And there was actually a scene where the Green Arrow, after he revealed himself, this is all over Queen, when he revealed himself as the Green Arrow, he was trying to save a woman from being mugged, and the public caught an eye, and that started throwing stones and 
try to beat the crap out of Oliver Queen. Now, does that sound like a grateful person to you? No. And that stone throwing, what are we in the Middle Ages? Really? Are you that backwards? Come on. So, what happened was, it took the rallying of a senator to overturn the VRA, and it took the public a little bit of time to gain that trust back. That trust in the vigilantes, which was destroyed by Gordon Godfrey. See, it takes one person to destroy the trust in your heroes. And it takes too long to gain it back. But what happens when this is the case with superheroes, when superheroes turn on each other? It's going to be catastrophic because who's going to protect the citizenry? They're going to leave them defenseless while wallowing in their own dilemma, in their own quarrel. Now, if one of them goes rogue, that is not a big deal. But if most of them, if not all of them go rogue, or if all of them say, screw it, I'm not doing this anymore, then that's going to be not good. Because people are going to lose faith, and they're not going to look up to somebody and. The kids, especially the kids, they look up to superheroes as some kind of role models and they look them up, up as hope, as part of hope, because that's what Superman symbolized. He symbolized hope. And if that got taken away, what else is there? But also, let me put this to you. If you're the type of person who willfully forces themselves on people that you disagree with, how would it be if someone someone waltzed into your life and did the same? Took away your hope, just like you're taking away someone else's hope. Now, There have been movies where the hope of the LGBT characters kept them alive. Some committed suicide. And those movies, they have a point, but I do have to point out that it's getting to a point where it's Repetitive. It's become formulaic. So, having said all of this, 
I'm going to recommend that the LGBT movies focus on the dilemma between the characters, between the LGBT characters, and showing the general public that, hey, LGBT people also have their own dilemmas, just like the superheroes in Smallville did when they were dealing with the VRA. So that would be my thoughts, my uh, proposition, to say the least. And I hope this gives you some thought. So with that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. Now, until I hear from you again, or until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page.